more tags, no tags. up good people thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode of the midnight drop i'm your host jordan malone merry christmas to all you guys all around the world uh as today you know marks kind of like the first couple of minutes of christmas uh hope you guys are having a great day today having a great night if you guys are still up i'm having a great day uh and thanks for tuning in to the midnight drop uh if you guys weren't here last week or if you just need a quick refresh on what happened last week last week we had a double movie review with black dynamite and american gangster and then we just did some talking around about what's going on in the world and today we're going to have another movie review including just some more talking about some updates in my life and also just some stuff that i've been really thinking about in the past couple of weeks so I want to go ahead and thank you guys again for tuning in. And if you want to go ahead and catch those last couple episodes, including movie reviews, book reviews, or stuff like that, you can go ahead and check that out at the website at www.themidnightdrop.com. You can also check them out on all my platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and also Apple Podcast. Again, go ahead and check out those old <laughs> check those platforms out for these episodes, including uh, the website, themidnightdrop.com. But all right, man, let's go ahead and get into it. I hope you guys are doing all right. I'm doing all right myself. Uh, tonight, we're doing a review on the Netflix hit movie right now, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's the number one movie on Netflix right now, and it's garnered a lot of praise. It's got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes as we speak. Uh, it probably changed because, you know, Rotten Tomatoes always likes to switch up on people. So I can actually go ahead and check that out right now as I speak. But yeah, My Rainey's Black Bottom's gotten a lot of praise, uh, starring Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. Uh, those two are a powerhouse. This is considered the last movie Chadwick Boseman has ever been in since his death uh, around August 26th due to colon cancer. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. Good God. I'm doing these episodes late at night. <laughs> really can get you a slurred speech. Yeah, man, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We're doing a review about that tonight. And I got some surprises for you uh, about regarding on what's going on in my life. Something that you may be interested in. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into this review with My Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, wonderful movie. I'll go ahead and just say that right now. It's one of the best movies of the year. I'm not going to go ahead and make you wait to just see if it's a good movie or not. Uh, it, it's a fantastic movie, and all I can really do is just tell you how I feel about it and just more or less why it's so good and, and what else could be better with it or anything else like that. So let's go ahead and get into it. 
Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is a history music drama based on the play of the same name created by August Wilson. The film was directed by George C. Wolfe and stars Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, Glenn Turman, Coleman Domingo, and Michael Potts, and much more. Tensions and temperatures rise over the course of an afternoon recording session in 1920 Chicago as a band of musicians awaits trailblazing performer, the legendary Mother of the Blues, Ma Rainey, played by award, Academy Award winner Viola Davis. Late to the session, the fearless, fiery Ma engages in a battle of wills with her white manager and producer over control of her music. As the band waits in the studio's claustrophobic rehearsal room, ambitious cornet player Levy, Chad, played by Chadwick Boseman, who has an eye for Ma's girlfriend and is determined to stake to stake his own claim to the music industry, spurs his fellow musicians into an eruption of stories revealing truths that will forever uh, change the course of their lives. Uh, that's really the synopsis of the film. Let's just talk about what my thought process was, what it was like before watching this film. And I'll tell you this right now, I knew about August Wilson only a little bit when the movie Fences came out starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. And I had heard about the movie being in production either earlier in 2020 but i didn't really pay too much attention to it knowing it was going to be a minute before i got to watch it uh, now sadly we had to deal with the death of chadwick boseman on august 26 due to colon cancer who plays the character levy uh and it's been a really tough time kind of just processing that but a lot of people are probably much just moving on a little bit from his death and are, are just remembering him in good spirits the movie was put on hold i remember from releasing in respect to chadwick and was moved to december on netflix uh with that my anticipation for this movie immediately rose since then and uh, what also made me a little bit more excited for the film was the research that i did into august wilson um I will, you know, I was I wasn't really taught about August Wilson at school and I never really had family or friends tell me about him in the past while growing up. I only got to know him through movies and looking up his plays slash books uh, when it came down to just seeing what his work was about and what he stood for. And he's considered one of the greats in the black community by providing social commentary regarding black households, communities, etc. So. I really was excited about watching this movie. Uh, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really know about Ma Rainey before, and I felt like this movie gave me a whole, uh, you know, just uh, gave me a history lesson, a little bit of a history lesson, but it importantly, just most importantly, gave me a look into the character of Ma Rainey, more or less just the history, because I felt like this was less of a history lesson and more of a of a film about symbol that was regarding symbolism and also just mm, how can i put this just emotional storytelling that's all i can really say but yeah man let's go into the pros of this i mean first of all let's just get into the acting i think your two headliners viola davis and chadwick boseman knock it out the fucking park uh, viola davis who plays as ma rainey is considered one of the best trans transformative actors actresses in our generation She's really done an amazing job playing roles that a lot of people would find a ha would find a hard time trying to get through. And I feel like with Viola Davis in this film playing as Ma Rainey, she does a great job not only getting the look, but also getting the mentality, the intensity, and just the outwards, you know, balls to just be to embody the character of Ma Rainey. Uh, I wasn't old enough to I wasn't and I wasn't born in the in the right era to understand her 
But I, as I, as more as I watched this movie, I felt like Viola Davis gave you a good depiction of what Ma Rainey was back in the day. And some of the scenes that she's in, uh, well, most of the scenes that she's in, she, you really just get to feel the intensity that she breathes throughout this entire movie from just the dialogue she has with certain characters through her actions uh, just with her own scenes that she has by herself where it gets really deep. I thought it was pretty dope. And then Chadwick Boseman playing the character as Levy, I thought he did an amazing job. I'll say this right now. I already knew coming into this movie that Chadwick Boseman would probably get a Best Actor nomination uh, from the Academy. And I just felt like this movie kind of confirmed it because he did an amazing job uh, in the time that it took to do this movie. Uh, if you kind of go through this behind the scenes look that they do after the movie's over, which is about 31 minutes, and I implore you to watch it, you kind of just to see how much work he put in doing this role. And that goes for everybody in this role. I I'll talk more about how the whole cast did. But Chadwick Boseman, his preparation to do this movie uh, was just flat out amazing by just trying to learn how to play the trumpet, getting the fingering right, uh, getting all of the cues, the emotional moments out there at the right precise moment and actually understanding what the message was all about in August Wilson's plays and just understanding what the character Levy was from the play. You really get to see the 110% effort that he puts in with this with this role. And uh, I got to give it to you, man. He's considered one of the best actors we've ever had in our generation. And I, it made me miss him a whole lot more. Uh, and the fact that he was doing this, and I know a lot of people have said this, the fact that he was doing this while he was dealing with colon cancer, stage four colon cancer, is an achievement in itself. And that's just fucking amazing to me. It just blows my mind that he had the strength to, to do this movie, to do this film, and to deal with colon cancer around that time where he probably knew it was terminal and he was like, I only got so much to live for. Let me keep working hard. And no one knew besides his wife at the time it's just crazy to me um but besides those guys i gotta really hand it to the entire cast everybody did a terrific job i think the only person in this movie that i really just felt like i didn't care too too much was taylor page but even then she did a really good job it's just i would feel like with the time she has in this movie i didn't really care too much she does play a role of just being like the love interest of Viola, of ma rainey and levy but at the same time i felt like it was just predictable what her character was going to be but having said that she did a pretty good job i think my favorite actor besides chadwick boseman and viola davis was glenn turman and coleman domingo i think those two really hit home how good this movie was glenn turman plays as the character toledo who plays the piano and you have Coleman Domingo who plays the uh, character of Cutler who goes ahead and plays what was it I think it was like bass guitar or something uh I could be wrong I definitely could be wrong I think he played like a different instrument who knows but uh I thought the characters of Toledo and Cutler were very well played by these two actors and I really love Toledo's character Toledo goes in these moments where he talks about the problems of the African-American community and he goes into these really deep moments and you kind of just like you're, you're kind of just like interested in what he has more to say. And he's not really like the main headliner of this movie. It's just he's kind of like the guy that like helps with transitions and he brings in the most important moments 
of the movie and he kind of transitions transitions them in and it leads into the heart and the grit of this movie that you see and it's all thanks to glenn terman's acting coleman domingo does the same thing by kind of just go ahead and, and just leaving in these nice little quotes to chadwick boseman's character levy and, and you're just thinking damn like what more can you do and coleman domingo has been in a lot of great movies including glenn terman they they're both are veterans in their prime it's just great. It's a great job from them. Michael Plot, Potts plays the character Slow Drag. Um, I thought he had a really good role. I thought he was funny in, in a lot of scenes. Um, what was it? Dusan Brown. I'll say this about Dusan Brown. He plays the character Sylvester. He's the nephew for. He's the nephew of Ma Rainey. He did a really good job. He was really funny. You know, there was a whole thing about how he has a stuttering problem. And, you know, Ma Rainey said that I promised him that he go ahead and do the first part of our song, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And he's going to go ahead and do it. I don't care. He got a stuttering problem. We'll be here all day till he get rid of it. And I thought that was funny. But the way he plays that role was really fucking good. And I, and I have to go get it. I got to go ahead and give him props. You had Jonathan Cohen that plays uh, Sturdivant uh, and Jeremy Shamos as Irvin. I would say they're like your two biggest antagonists, you would say. Like, it's not a troop antagonist, but what you see towards the end of this movie and what's said about them, it makes a whole lot more sense. And you're more or less just not liking them as much and not really feeling bad for them. It's just, well, I didn't feel bad for them. Some people would, but not really. Yeah, those two characters, those two actors, they played their characters very well. And those are like the main guys in this movie. But, We've talked about the actors. The acting is A1 Steak Sauce. Um, we can go ahead and just talk about the entire plot. I think because this is an adaptation of August Wilson's play, I had to go ahead and look at it in the beginning uh, before watching this movie. And I thought it was really good. Watching this movie here, I thought the plot was done very well. It's very symbolic of just the African-American experience during the times of the industrial age after the civil war where african or black people were go ahead and encouraged to move up north for a better life after slavery and you're seeing this and you're you're understanding like what it's like to be as an african-american in this quote-unquote free world which you know obviously it's not really free the symbolism in the plot throughout is amazing and i think the plot in this entire movie it doesn't keep you at the edge of your seat, but you definitely are wanting to know what happens next. Um, I think with the whole situation with Chad, with Levy and Ma Rainey kind of just duking it out and their emotions just flying out there, you're already told about what their situation is like in the beginning when they kind of go into this big performance. And then later down the road, it's more of just like, yeah, you're just trying to see what else happens next because you already know both their characters don't like each other. Like they do not fucking like each other. They talk shit. They talk a lot of shit to one another. And it's funny. Uh, but it's also crazy too. Cause it's like, man, what the fuck's going to happen? Uh, but then your, the plot is mostly centered around, you know, the instrument players, Levy, Cutler, Toledo, and slow drag inside this room where it's like hot and muggy. They sweating. Uh, there's this door that like Levy keeps trying to push through. And all they do is just talk about Ma Rainey, the music they're playing, the, uh, the experience of the African-American, 
uh, man or woman, and it goes into a whole lot more. The scenes that you see here between the interactions of Levy, Toledo, Cutler, and Slow Drag are very well genuine. Not only are you seeing the chemistry, but you're seeing how this plot is moving forward, and that really shows how good the pacing is. Um, I would say the I would say throughout the entire story, you're learning a whole lot. There's nothing boring. You're interested throughout. You're laughing at a lot of parts. You're you're really invested in certain characters. You're invested in all of these characters, honestly. I would think the one you're most invested on is Levy's, is Chadwick Boseman's uh, character Levy, including Ma Rainey and just trying to figure out what's going on, including the band. Um, you're really cheering in certain scenes, like Dusan Brown's character, Sylvester, trying to get over his stutter and do well in this song. And I think it's really good. I think the whole interactions with these care with these characters and like how it really tells the entire story uh, really speaks loud. It's like the actions speak louder than the words. If you heard that saying before, and this movie really shows that a whole lot. Um, yeah, man. If there's anything else, this movie is very much in like influenced by african-american blues music and that movie is this movie is all about blues i mean you have a movie that's about the mother of blues ma rainey and you're hearing the music throughout the entire time whatever they're playing it singing it or it's heard in the background and it really gives you the feel of it the the feel of the movie is really authentic i think the music is really nice it's a really good touch uh the cinematography in this movie i would say it's very much it's it's really good oh well, well no let me take that back it's good like it's really good when they get to the room it's really good when they get into the studio and they and they kind of go through there because that's the main parts but i did not like i did not like the scenery of what was it? i think it was in brooklyn or just up north or wherever there was well, actually, no, I'm going to say Harlem. I think it was Harlem. I did not like the look of Harlem because it looked a little bit CGI. And you can clearly tell it was green screen. So there was that. Um, but there's a lot of things that I want to try to add in from the director, George C. Wolf, that he did with the cinematography and the background of the entire movie that, that really speaks envy. That re well, that really speaks for itself. Why did I say envy? Oh, my God. But... I would say the one thing that all that also impressed me the most throughout this movie is how things can just turn on you in a snap of a finger about how there are certain there are certain situations where characters start getting really deep out of nowhere and you kind of see that build up. It's like you see the build up and at the same time you don't know when they're going to snap. But when they do, you're caught by surprise and you're like, God damn. It's like throughout the trailer in this movie, you did see Chadwick Boseman's character kind of just have some emotional moment. He starts yelling and stuff, but you never see the extent to how he the how it goes, like how far it does go. And it goes really far in this movie. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll explain a little bit more later down the road. Because this is the discussion part of this movie. Because this movie is so good, you need a discussion about it. But I think the emotional mo moments are a little bit surprising, even if you see the buildup of him. And I thought it was really good. Um, if there's anything else I can say, I think the use of the environment really brings out the intensity and 
the symbolism throughout this movie. I know I keep saying symbolism, uh, but it's very important for this movie, and I'll get to it later on. But I mean, there's this one part where like George C. Wolf, and this is how good his directing is, including the production, well, the producer role of Denzel Washington and Danny Wolf and Todd Black. It's just using the environment to show how intense certain situations are, how intense certain characters are, and also just giving you a feel of what the stage is like for these characters and what they have to go up against and what they experience and who they really are as people who they're fighting for really gives you a nice look of what this movie is about. Uh, I won't spend too much time because I want to try to go ahead and tell you the big thing I liked that, that caught me, that got me interested in this movie throughout. Um, and I'm going to go on, a, I'm going to go ahead and get into spoiling spoiler territory. And I'll say right now, the ending of this movie really caught me by surprise. It really, really caught me by surprise. Again, I never saw the play. I just saw the plot, but it caught me off by surprise. And just the fact that you see that from from Levy having this interaction with Toledo and he just goes in and, and is back and forth. And it really just shows what Levy has done throughout the entire movie. Uh, man, it really says a lot, man. I, I thought, I, I thought it just nice wrapped everything up in this nice bow. You're left with a cliffhanger because you don't know what's happening to most of these characters, or including the Ma Rainey. But I think it really goes to show what this move, like what this movie was all about. It's not a history lesson. Like I said, you're not sitting down and you're having this whole history lesson, this biopic of. Uh, of Viola Davis playing Ma Rainey, you're you're giving a situation that uses Ma Rainey as a set piece, as a platform that go ahead and give you a story of perseverance, working hard. Um, I guess I would say understanding, like understanding, like what your role is. You know what happens when you overestimate yourselves, and just the different views of what a generation, uh, one generation of an of black men, how it collides and contrasts with another generation of a black man, with Levy and Toledo, just the interactions they have, including with Cutler, and just also what Ma Rainey has to go through and what it can really say for women of today, really. Um, but I think the biggest thing just also shows. The I guess the what you could say how sometimes you have a gift and you use it to your fullest advantage to where you demand respect. And I guess that's what Ma Rainey's character is like throughout this movie. And you'll really see it through some hilarious yet serious scenes that you really can get behind. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, if I got to go ahead and round this movie up, I, I think. I think I had to give it like a nine out of 10 shit. I'll give it a nine and a half out of 10 because the only thing I didn't really like about this movie was just the green screen. And that's just a nitpick. I mean, who gives a fuck? I mean, a lot of people wouldn't give a fuck because they would think that it looks cool. But when you've seen enough movies, you realize, yes, that this shit is CGI. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you can't fool around with this shit. Uh, but yeah, man, that was it. I mean, Maybe they could have added more backstory with Ma Rainey so we can understand more of her and where she's coming from. But I think they understood what this movie was coming from. And then if you if this was made by like 
you know, like an ordinary producer, an ordinary director who really didn't know that much of the source material. Maybe we could have gotten like a two hour long movie because the movie is like an hour and 34 minutes. We would have gotten like a two hour or two and a half hour movie that's like all about struggle and how Ma Rennie has to fight against, you know, you know, these assholes who are trying to attack her because she's a black woman especially a black woman who 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 likes other women we could have had a whole movie about that and i would have been like yeah it's typical struggle movie typical hollywood shit so yeah but no this movie takes the source material of august wilson and does it in a way that's inspiring interesting and very well done gotta go ahead and give it a nine and a half out of ten i think it's a wonderful movie if there's one more thing i had to add in is that I really did like the fact that this movie does an amazing job at making you want to learn about just the entire history or timeline of African Americans dealing with the industrial age and just trying to get through that after slavery, but also just the history of blues and how there's this whole catch-22 of of just the fact that you have the expansion and the development of black people making blues music and these musicians coming out the woodworks and providing one of the best and influential music pieces of our lifetime. But then the worst part is that you see white men or just other people take that music for their own and morph it into basically what you can kind of make an opinion for yourself the music industry that we had down the road and even today, if you think about it, I mean, we can go into a whole conversation of the music industry and just go ahead and talk about how, you know, so much music is made, but then when it gets to the hands of a music company or record label, it it definitely gets fucked up. And sometimes the person who makes that music doesn't even get the credit. And it's really, it really sucks. And you see that, in this movie but it gives you that like kind of history lesson about blues music from black people and i thought it was really dope and that's the important part of not only this movie by that was directed by george c wolf but just the entire play and the works of august wilson i thought it does an amazing job and i really appreciate it man i really really appreciate it uh but yeah man that's my review on ma rainey's black bottom if you want to go ahead and get you want to check it out go ahead and watch it on netflix it's still available it's going to be there for a very long time so you're not missing on anything uh thank god it's not in theaters it's on netflix right now so you're not going to miss nothing go ahead and watch it whenever you can maybe you can watch it as a christmas day uh celebration christmas day event it'd be a great time oh <sighs> but yeah man that's the review for my rainy's black bottom i'm happy i got to watch this movie oh thank god but in other news <laughs> um uh, I guess I can say like this has been my first week of working from home from the COVID-19 hotlines. And I can say right now working from home has its perks. You can forget sometimes that you're actually working. But I can tell you this right now. It's been much better than wasting gas, going to the office, trying to figure out what you're going to eat, make your lunch every single time. It's much better than that. I, I definitely enjoy it. It's awesome. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm just glad I could just still have a job that pays me a good amount of money. 
and I get to still help people out there in this really fucked up year that's about to end next week, which will still probably be fucked up for like the first half, but then the later half will probably get better. Let's let's cross our fucking fingers. All right, goddammit. Yeah, but your boy also has some other good news that's actually going to surprise some of you guys, including myself at the time. But uh, I will actually be getting the vaccine on the 31st of next week. I was surprised like some of you guys are. If you are surprised, I was surprised myself uh, in the way how I got this was that all I did was do a survey on VUMC Vanderbilt University's Medical Center's website uh, when I got an email saying, hey, if you want to sign up to get the vaccine, go over here. I signed up and I was told that I probably wasn't going to get the vaccine until maybe like March or April. But I got a notification yesterday it says uh, your appointment's been made to get the COVID vaccine from Pfizer. And I was fucking surprised. Now, I'll tell you this right now, as excited as I am. I am still a little nervous because let's just be honest with ourselves. This entire pandemic, we've been thinking about this vaccine and when it's going to come, including when everything kicked the fuck off. And we're now at this period of time where like the vaccine is real. We know what it is. We have two vaccines, the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine. And people are just, you know, they're not as excited about taking this vaccine because it's been made in one of the quickest amounts of time amount of time uh, that we've seen a vaccine be made of made out of in quite a while. And it's like maybe the fastest in history, some people can say. And people are scared of the legitimacy of this vaccine. And I'm not gonna lie, I had some questions about it too, because usually vaccines take years to at least be somewhat effective and to have a vaccine that's 95 to 98% effective, or even at least 90% effective, you know, in a short, in the span of like maybe I think seven to nine months. That's insane. I mean, scientists say, scientists say that it's a breakthrough. No other people say that it's, it's some type of conspiracy theorist theory. That's bullshit. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not like afraid of the, because of the conspiracy theories. I'm scared because of the side effects and just the fact that it, it, you know, it may not protect me all too well, but that hasn't stopped me to just, you know, it hasn't stopped me on just holding out on hope and just knowing that getting this vaccine is really dope, especially this early when a lot of people can't get it right now. Like you guys, I'm very much blessed and grateful to have the opportunity to get the vaccine, including when it's free of charge. Thank Thank God it's free of charge, man. I really needed that. I, I really needed. <laughs> not only do I get a vaccine that could probably help me not wear a mask all the time, but I also get a vaccine for free because usually you have to pay for that stuff or you have to have insurance. But no, this is totally free. It's covered. I don't have to worry about it. Thank God. Oh, man. But yeah, like the conspiracy theories for the vaccine are insane. Most of them are stupid. I'll tell you this right now. Like the conspiracy theory that Bill Gates wanted the vaccine to come out so that he can put these microchips inside our bodies and have us detected and watched over 24-7 by the government, which is stupid because we're already watched by the, by the government through our laptops and our phones. Like we have Instagram. 
we, we allow our phone to detect where we're at right now. We have find my iPhone or just find my Samsung if you have a Samsung or Android. And then your computer technically watches you like this shit isn't brand new. I don't know why this whole thing became a bigger thing. It's crazy to me. Um, I mean, if there's anything else I can really say, um, there's this whole conspiracy theory. Well, there was a conspiracy theory. That shit got debunked. And if you're black, you probably know this. But like, we shouldn't take the vaccine because it's gonna all it's going to keep our DNA the same, and we won't be able to get our superpowers on the 21st. That was some shit made a month ago, I believe, like earlier this December, earlier this month, where some girl on Twitter just went on with this whole tep conspiracy theory, and it was fucking stupid. Like, oh my god, like. What the hell? But Black Twitter took it as a joke, and it was amazing. The memes were awesome. And when December 21st kicked in, no one got their superpowers. She was made to look like a fool. And then she said, oh, guys, can't we just, as black people, we have to stop hating each other. We have to love each other. Let's all come together and just be the best versions of ourselves. And it's like, really? Like, I'm not surprised, but really? And, uh, yeah. There's those conspiracy. That's that. There's that conspiracy theory. But yeah, man. I, I mean, it's just everything regarding this vaccine. People, it's okay to be cautious about it, but it's not okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my shit! My computer went weird. But it's okay to. To basically just go ahead and say, I don't feel comfortable about taking this vaccine, but it's not okay in saying that, you know, spreading out these, this fake, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this fake news, this propaganda, these conspiracy theories to make people scared of just taking a vaccine at all. And I feel like that's when you have the anti-vaxxers coming in and, and kind of using this shit to their advantage. Uh, like, if you didn't hear, Letitia Wright went into this whole big thing where she reposted this video from this like black evangelist or this this guy who definitely is a hotep and went in to talk about how you know the COVID nineteen vaccine shouldn't we shouldn't take it even though he says he's not a scientist or a medical professional but because there's an enzyme called luciferase. If you drop the ace, it's Lucifer. You shouldn't take it because you're basically taking in Lucifer itself. And it's just like, that's fucking stupid. That That's just really fucking stupid, man. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what what else can you say, man? It, it's crazy. But yeah, I'm taking a vaccine on the 31st. That's my first dose. The second dose I take on the 21st. So there's a big gap. So hopefully by the 21st or maybe the 23rd, it will be very hard for me to get COVID, and I think that'll be really awesome. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop wearing my mask, even though I said something that I don't have to wear my mask all the time. It just means that I don't have to worry about doing a lot of things or having to be worried about COVID so much. So I am very happy about that. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited about taking this vaccine. I'm very, very excited and grateful. But if there's anything else I can talk about right now with all the time I have left on this episode tonight is, uh, again, I'm having fun. But uh, towards the future, if there's anything I want to improve on throughout this entire podcast, 
And I'm saying it right now because this is a moment of self-reflection for me. If there's anything I want to improve, I definitely need better equipment. But I can say right now is to be a better speaker through this microphone. I'm not saying I'm a terrible speaker or a bad speaker. It's just I've always been taught that whenever you're doing something, you can always be better. It's kind of like if you're a basketball referee or you're a basketball player, if you're any type of athlete, if you're a doctor or you're in any type of profession, you can always be better at whatever you do. You're not always perfect. And I think for me doing this podcast, it has shown me that I am not always perfect. I can do so much better through some of the things that I do right now through this microphone, through these headsets, and I can always do a better job than I did the last time. And I think with my public speaking, that my speaking, me speaking to you guys directly, I feel like it could be a whole lot better. And I think besides that, I think it's just the consistency in the organization throughout this episode or throughout this entire podcast. Um, I feel like that there are times where I have everything set, but then, you know, one week or even two to three weeks, I'm doing episodes every Tuesday. And the next thing you know, oh, fuck, I'm doing an episode on a Thursday night, Friday, early morning. And it's just like, shit, like what's going on? So there is that sense of consistency that I have to do better on that I can always do better on. Um, but I think it's also just trying to find new ideas and doing and implementing them uh, pretty much uh efficiently you know sometimes we always have these great ideas but we kind of half-ass it and i want to make sure i do them pretty well so i have some stuff coming up for this podcast that i really want to do well on but at the same time i want to make sure that i do them to a point to where it's easily accessible and they're efficient and uh you'll get what i mean when i kind of go through them and what i talk about down the road but yeah man that's that's really else I can really just talk about before I end this episode. Uh, just really how I feel about this podcast. I'm having a wonderful job doing this. I'm having a very fun job. I'm having a very good time. Oh, my God. See, that's the other thing. I do these podcasts so late that sometimes I just I'm just really fucking tired, man. I'm just really fucking tired. But yeah, man, uh, I'm having a really good time doing these podcasts and I want to keep it going. Uh, there's nothing that could really stop me from, from, from not doing this. And I can't wait to upgrade and to improve throughout this entire time. But yeah, man, that is tonight's episode of the midnight drop. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed that review of Ma Rainey's black bottom. And I hope you guys, uh, found it interesting with this whole COVID-19 vaccine conspiracy shit and just me getting it. Uh, this isn't nothing to brag. I uh, hope you guys didn't see it was a brag, but yeah, I'm glad you guys can go ahead and stay for tonight's episode. Uh, again, you can go ahead and listen to my last couple of episodes on www.themidnightdrop.com. Uh, also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and on Apple Podcast. You can go ahead and also uh, read my blog post on medium.com and also at the website www.themidnightdrop.com. Uh, I know I got, I know there hasn't been a lot updated, but I got a whole bunch coming in, uh, as we speak for this weekend, we're going to go ahead and get them in there and add some pretty good stuff for you guys to read. Uh, also for next week's episode, I'm going to have another movie review, hopefully a book discussion on blood, sweat, and pixels that I want to go ahead and get you guys, uh, geared up for. 
and I also may be having a discussion on just some things that's going on in the world today. Just a separate episode on that. And uh, go ahead and get you guys interested in that. But again, thanks so much for listening to tonight's episode. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Stay tuned for next week for another new episode of the podcast. Keep an eye on all your platforms. You guys want to go ahead and uh, message me. Uh, you can go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill. Again, that's 615 underscore chill on instagram that is the episode thanks so much for listening today i'll see you guys in the next episode stay safe stay stay safe stay good merry christmas to all and have a wonderful night peace guys